you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I remember the day that I turned 50, um, and I really thought, oh, my God, my life is over. But there were some wonderful things that were starting to happen for me. And it wasn't what was going on externally for me. It was going on internally. I was like, you know what? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that was never my personality. That was never my approach to things. I was always very driven and wound up about things and they had to be picked. Um, and so the, the kind of the being, you know, feeling beautiful in my own skin was, I think that, uh, turning 50 evolution that happened. And it was, it was uh, incredibly comforting to feel that. But turning 50 for a lot of people is not always um, quite like that. And so my guest today is Marcy Batiste. And uh, she took on this amazing project um, to be able to create a book called The Power of 50 and engage with other ladies and women that were over 50 that um, were willing to share their story. So I'm a part of The Power of 50, but Marcy's also a highly sought after success coach and an international speaker. And she's going to share with us not only what she's accomplished, what she's done, but what she's up to right now as well, other than The Power of 50. So welcome, Marcy. I'm so glad to have you here today. Thanks, Bonnie. I'm super excited to be on the show and to be able to visit with you and engage with your audience today. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, you know, it was great because see Marcy, this is the first time Marcy and I have been live like this. We've just been communicating via email um, and, and Facebook Messenger. But I saw this post that she put up on one of the group sites that I was on and she was looking for people over the age of 50 to be able to uh, see if they wanted to participate in uh, writing a chapter in a book that she was producing. And she had some pretty strict timelines on it. But you know what? I was, I was incredibly inspired by her turning 50 and wanting to take on this project and bring it to life. And so I said, yes, I'm in for sure. Um, and so, Marcy, at first, um, I, I want to hear a little bit about you. We'll talk then a little bit about the power of 50, and we'll just kind of let it roll from there. But tell us a little bit about your start, your upbringing, and, you know, what had you, uh, what had you find the success that you have today? Um, I'm originally from Iowa. Um, born and raised. I moved to Arizona about uh, 11, almost 12 years ago. Yeah, about 12 years ago now. And um, really, I grew up, I, I like to say I grew up kind of in a little bubble. And inside my bubble, there was, you know, my mom, my immediate family, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And so what I knew of the world, I knew of as it looked and, and stood in Iowa. And so I, I grew up kind of with this um, very black and white belief system. It was either right or it was wrong. It was either good, it was bad. Um, there was no gray areas to me. There was no in-between for me. And then as I began to develop, things started happening to me. So I was um, had some dadless daughter issues. So my, my father denied me being his child. He still does to this day. His loss, I'm okay with it now. 
But as a little girl, when all you want is your superhero, that was a really tough pill for me to swallow. It was a really hard um, concept for me to even be able to understand because you saw all the parents and the families. That was a really tough pill for me to swallow. And it was one of those things where I wanted my life to look like the lives on TV. I wanted to be one of the TV families. When I was mm-hmm. 12, I was molested. That didn't happen to the TV families either. And so what had always been very black and white, good versus evil, um, just became really, really dark for me. And so I learned that uh, writing was a way for me to kind of escape. It was a way for me to communicate my feelings. It was a way for me to communicate my emotions, to get my point across. I learned real early that if I, I tried to have a difficult conversation with my mother in particular, that she could shut me down, she could debate with me, she could argue with me. But if I put it on paper and I gave her a note, then I could leave it for her and she could read it in her own time. And what I found was very early on, our discussions were much better. And so I was able to get my, my, my emotions out and my feelings out in a way that she was able to receive because it wasn't filled with anger or animosity or hurt or those, those types of things. And so that was sort of what I didn't realize until late in life was the beginning of my journey to becoming an author. And it all started with those early journals. And I kind of got away from that as I got married. I allowed life to happen to me. Um, I became a banker, found great corporate success. But internally and in my personal life, I was still basically I was a functional train wreck. I flew by the seat of my pants. I didn't have really any, any kind of plans for my life. I didn't have any plans for my career. Just sort of let things happen. And it wasn't until I was about 40, 45 that I started thinking, I should get to have a say in some of this. I should be able to decide what I want and what I like and what I don't like. When I was divorced, I didn't even know what my own favorite color was. I got divorced when I was 35. You're 35, you don't know your own favorite color? I mean, seriously, that's ridiculous. And But I went on for another almost 10 years in that vein, not understanding who I am. I love like the name of your beauty inside and out. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I was almost yeah. 400 pounds when I got divorced. Um, I had buried everything inside of me. I'd gotten away from the writing and just kind of had almost given up personally, but professionally I continued to climb and I continued to excel in spite of myself. Uh, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Isn't that funny how we're just really driven to not want to look at those other parts of our life? Right. And so I found that success career wise. But so I was it was easy for me to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm this in the community. I'm this in my corporation. I'm this. But I didn't really want to deal with this. And so when I was 45, I was working with uh, at that point, I had gotten a business coach. I'd started my, my company by then. Um, and even when I started my company, I was like, I don't really know what I wanted to do. I don't want, I don't know what I want it to look like. I just know I want to do something different. I want to have a say so in my life. So I hired this business coach and we're working on a project one day. And he says, I want you to write for me your life at 50. I was 45 at the time. And I'm like, holy buckets, I'm going to be 50 in five years. <laughs> that still seems so far away. And I'm, so I'm just like, pacifying him. So I'm writing some stuff on this board. And one of the things I said was to leave my corporate job in the, in two to three years. The other thing said to be running my business full time. Um, and I can't remember now what the, what the third thing was, but those first two things were so impactful because despite myself, despite my insecurities, despite 
um, my lack of confidence in so many areas, I was able to achieve them. And three years, almost to the date, I left my corporate job, um, worked on my business full time, exploring entrepreneurship. And it was through that process that I really dove back into my writing because one of the things my business coach said was, you need a book for your platform. And I'm like, okay, you're going to be a speaker. You need a book. Okay. Like I'm saying yes to whatever. And then I'm like, oh crap, I just said yes to this. I paid this man a lot of money. I got to figure this out. And so that was the beginning of the the books. Um, I was back in 2014 now. And how many books have you authored at this point? I'm working on number 11 right now. Wow, that's incredible. So, that's yeah, really so great. And I know kind of, that's one of the conversations that we'll talk about too, because I know there's a lot of other people that are interested in authoring and you being a, a collaborator of these type of projects. I'm sure um, some of our listeners will want to know how to be involved. I would love it. I would love to have that conversation. So that's kind of the, a real quick overview of my background. Um, got into life coaching by studying cognitive behavior therapy, learning how our thoughts affect our choices and how our choices then impact our results. And sort of bringing that, all of that full circle into um, the success that I found with service excellence and, and, and mentorship and leadership in business. And so marrying those two things together and then being able to still do the writing and the speaking, which I absolutely love. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. You know, I don't think it's a, you know, as I shared kind of at the onset of this, 50 was easy, 40, 45, not so easy. I think that's when, and I'm sure it happens to men, but I can't speak, of course, in regards to that fully. But I think that's, that's the age that whatever was working for us kind of starts to crack a little bit. And we, we kind of have to start forming this different way of being in order to find happiness and, and fulfillness and, and joy and all of those things. Cause it was really, I mean, my story like yours, it's very similar um, in many ways, Marcy, it was really, it was all of a sudden like at 40, I'm like, who am I? <laughs> How did I get here? You know, I mean, and I continued to have levels of success, but I was also kind of like, falling apart at the seams around me and other parts right. of my life. So right. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a kind of a, a pattern that I see a lot of women go through. And being a coach, I'm sure you see that within your clients. I certainly do. Yeah, um, definitely. And that's why for, for Power of 50, you know, when I, when I was looking for the authors, I wanted them to be 50 and up to be able to share what that's like and be able to give, reach, kind of reach back and give those 40 pluses some hope. And just say, you <laughs> yeah, know what, it's point. better for your girlfriend. <laughs> I got you. We've been through some stuff. I got you. So now, you know, I really, for the power of 50, for the community that we've built, that we're building out, um, it's really, I call it on the cusp of 50 and beyond. And so really being able to, um, really being able to uh, get all that stuff brought together and um, show these women who are. Oh, that sounded good group. when you moved it up like that. Did it? Okay. Yeah. So I can't, I can't find the thing. This is my first time using these. So um, I need to up my technology. I always say I'm taking lots of times. <laughs> 50 in technology. There and you that's go. what I say. Like I'm 50. I don't have to be good at technology. anymore. <laughs> I get a pass now. It wouldn't be an issue if we were 25. We would just know it somehow, exactly. right? Exactly. Instinctively. You're just born with it. Instinctively. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're fine. It's, it sounds good holding it up a little bit. Okay, I do for you a little bit better. So thank you for that. Yeah, because I don't want to miss any of your story. And 
and any of what's going on. And I, I totally appreciate the fact that, that you did the power of 50 to, to give hope to those 40 year olds that might be falling apart at the seams like we did. Right. Um, that when you get to 50, there's, there is, there's this whole different, whole different acceptance is, uh, is a good word for me to use in who I am and, you know, not feeling as though I have to continue to try hard. I mean, it doesn't take away the worry and the stress and sometimes, right. you know, the fears that show up. I think that's just kind of part right. of being human, but um, I totally get that part of it. Now in, in the power of 50, so you had some nice collaborations with some other women um, and there's a lot of deep sharing in that book. A the lot of deep ladies, sharing. You ladies went all in and did far more than I could have ever, ever, ever hoped for. Um, mm-hmm. the, int- the level of intimacy that, that the authors um, gave to this project was beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I'm truly, truly, when I was reading the stories, I was just like, wow, these women are absolutely amazing. And these stories are going to change somebody's lives. You know, we had one author that submitted her story anonymously because it was her first time ever sharing that very, very intimate details of being molested. And it was her first opportunity to try and let go of some of that pain, begin to deal with it. And I think that story, if I had to pick one out of the 50 stories is the one that I think that there are so many of us that have hidden secrets. It may not be molestation, but different things that have happened to us, these experiences that we've had that we've hidden in such a deep place of shame that we, we, we can't bring them to the surface. And so the courage for that you guys showed by bringing some of this stuff out into the light, having the courage to say, you know what, I made some mistakes. I didn't get it right every time, but guess what? I'm still here. I still made it. I still survived. And that's really that power of 50. When I talk about those, those ladies who are on the cusp of 50 and beyond really giving them an opportunity to see that there's, there's so much more out there. And, you know, for me, one of the other things was I didn't know what to expect when I turned 50. Like I didn't really have any frame of reference for it. Yeah. And so I didn't have this close family circle where I could see like the, the, the female elders in my family, you know, how they lived out their life and how, what their marching orders were like. So I was like, shoot, I got to figure this out. So how am I going to do it? And what I realized was nobody talks to 50 year old women. Like we're invisible. Nobody sees us. Nobody hears us. Nobody talks to us. And so I said, you know what? Let's give it a voice and let's begin to have those conversations. And that's how the power 50 community started all from the book. But it's really just my wanting to, to figure it out for myself and be able to say, you know what? I want 50 to be dope. I just want it to be way better than the first 49 and 50 because I bought my head so many times. I fell down so many times and I don't want to do that. I want to keep doing those. I don't want those do-overs anymore. I want it to be epic. And yeah. so that's really what, what the passion was behind it. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, it was a, it was a wonderful project. I shared it out with some other people. I think the timing just didn't work out for them um, as, as well, but they were excited to be able to, you know, download the book and read it, which it is available on Amazon, of course, uh, for everybody at this point, I'll have some hard copies soon. Um, and let, yeah. And I'll let you know when those come out because those will be on my website and you can purchase them directly from me as, as, um, as you wish. Um, but right now you can get it on Amazon. You can download it on Amazon. Um, it's called the power of 50 and 
I know that one of the, because I had collaborated in a couple other books and I had shared my intimate story in the first book. And then I kind of like healed. I literally healed from sharing that story. As a matter of fact, I was very, very conscious of that book being out with my story in it. Right. Um, I felt very vulnerable that all of a sudden I put something in writing for the world to read um, about my story. So then the second book that was kind of a a part two of it, I was able to kind of like recover and, and let them know, Hey, I'm doing good. Like I'm not just surviving, I'm thriving now. And um, so in your book, when I had the chance to connect with you on your book, I really looked at my life at 50. Um, Because I did the work on up to that point, I've, I've evolved um, in that process. But, but what really showed up for me was, and part of what I wrote in the, in the power of 50, my chapter was, was that uh, my fiance, you know, now, um, very current, this is a very current conversation that I put in the book that, you know, he, his dream was to always own a boat in the Caribbean. And he, it was coming to life. It was coming to reality. And he was so excited about it. And I was so excited to be able to see him fulfill his dream. And I remembered thinking, I, I, I don't have a dream. Like, I don't have a dream. I just, am I just living day to day? I mean, of course I want, you know, my family to be healthy, me to be healthy, my son to prosper. Like all of those things are a right. giving, but there wasn't this Bonnie fulfill this dream and be excited about it. Um, so I kind of wrote about my experience like that, that at 50, I just really felt like I was supporting everyone else in their dreams, but I didn't make room for my own. And I'm still trying to figure this out. So you really opened up something for me, Marcy. And I'm I'm really trying to find where this passion is, where this where this dream sits for me. Um, and that's evolving too. So thank you for that. No, and it's, but it was, that was, I love that part because it was so transparent for, of you to be able to say, here I am. I do have great successes. I'm mm-hmm. accomplished. I'm, I'm articulate. I'm smart, but I don't have my, I don't, I don't have that passion. I don't have that dream. Cause that was my, that was my experience too. I felt the same way. And so I totally related to that. And I know there are a lot of women who do. And so what is that journey? What does that look like? And to your point, it's not like you just wake up overnight and all of a sudden you're like, oh, hell yeah, my passion is, you know, red balloons with pink polka dots. Like, it doesn't happen. Or one day my dream is all of a sudden, woo, my dream is fulfilled. Like, I I think I just keep having this path of trying to accomplish things, feeling good about it, trying to accomplish more, feeling good about it. But I really got stuck, I think, over the last several years um, in the work environment being my only passions. Right. And, you know, for me, this relationship that I'm in, because, you know, I have two, two divorces under my belt and I wasn't successful in relationships early on based on my story, similar to yours. um, I, I really feel like part of some of the dream that I've accomplished is being able to find this beautiful, healthy relationship that I can be me in and, you know, completely be me in and be accepted and trust that, um, that I'm okay in this relationship and that I'm not going to sabotage it. (laughs) That's the the hardest part, isn't it? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. 
is because we do, we have this history of like, oh my God, okay, it feels too good. Let me, let me do something crazy and outlandish just to see what'll happen if, and then yeah. sometimes our if bites us in the butt and then we're like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have probably done it that way. And we begin to second guess. But um, just one of the things that you said was that you have, you know, you weren't successful in relationships because you have two divorces under your belt. I've got one under mine, but I don't ever say that I wasn't successful at relationships because similar to you, like we have amazing children as a result of those yeah. relationships. We have amazing life experiences, amazing people that are in our lives that came into them during those periods. And what I like to say about my divorce is that that stage met its completion. And so what he was sent to me for and what I was sent to him for, we did all that. We oh, did it, I love that. It yeah. It's good. Um, I don't, we don't have a bunch of animosity. I mean, we're not besties or anything by any stretch, but um, our kids are healthy. Um, the the, uh, the uh, So many sustaining relationships continue that started back in the midst of those relations, those of marriages. And so um, that's just kind of, that's just my take on it. I always just look at it from a, a space of it's complete, whatever we were meant to yeah, do. Yeah, it's a, the, the reason, the season and the lifetime, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Definitely. And it was, it was, yeah. I think that I, I put myself in that category of failure um, because I also then, you know, I'll never forget when my one girlfriend turned 50 and her, her birthday was just a couple months before mine, my 50th. And I remember her saying, you know what, that's it. I'm 50 now. I haven't found a really good, healthy relationship. I really am just going to chalk it up that I'm going to be me and single for the rest of my life. And I'm going to be happy and I'm going to travel and I'm going to do all these things. And even though that sounded beautiful coming from her, I remember that I just got so angry with her because I'm like, don't you give up. If you give up, then I have to give up. And then every other woman is going to give up. Because I honestly believe that there is this beautiful soul for all of us. Yeah. And so I remember just like that, just bubbling up inside of me and thinking, okay, I have to believe. I have to believe right. that if this is what I want and this is what I say that I want, that it can happen. And, you know, sure enough, it did. A little after 50, too. So it's uh, it was being able to see thing. it and believe that it's possible. You know, so much, so many times we, we discount ourselves and we check ourselves out of a lot of blessings and a lot of gifts just because something in our past tells us that it's not possible in our future. And one of the best lessons my mentor taught me was not to look to my past for permission to have my future. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to just live my future for what it is and, and visualize what I want it to be like. Um, one of my other books, Love Miscarriage, released that a couple years ago. But um, to kind of tag off of what you said, when she said, I've just resigned myself, I've not, I've, for anybody, and I'm going to be single, and I'm going to travel, and blah, 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 blah. that was my, my lead character, her name is Jenna, and she has um, an entry in her journal where she talks about that feeling where she says, you know, I have to just resign myself to maybe that I'm not the one for anyone. And that was a really dark, hurtful scary, scary place for her because similar to you, I think Jenna always wants to believe that great love is possible and that mm -hmm. um, that the miscarriage is somehow going to be able to heal. She's going to be able to recover for those broken pieces. And But we have to be really careful with the words that we use and, and the things that we speak into the universe because it can only give us what it thinks we want. So when we articulate it, then the universe is like, oh, when we single for us, you're like, boom, here you go. 
And then you're just like, shoot, crap, that's not really what I meant. Um, you yeah. could be wrong, but it's hard to get a do-over once you do that. And so being really cognizant, um, I'm, I'm big on the words that I use and, and things like that now in particular, because I, I see how when I was 45, I said I wanted to stay in my corporate job. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And because I, I, I gave that to the universe and I said, now, put some stuff in my way to let me get prepared for that. So it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, it took five, six years. Some stuff, I still stumble. I still bump my head sometimes, but I see all those things manifesting and it's amazing, but it couldn't couldn't have happened if I couldn't have believed that it was possible. Yeah, that's so true. Now, you said that that book was written a couple of years ago and and you mentioned that there was kind of another phase to this that you were doing. Is it a, a secondary book on the same character? Right. So um, Love Miscarriage is part of a trilogy. Um, the first one was Love Miscarriage, Redefining the Broken Pieces or uh, Recovering the Broken Pieces of Your Heart When Love Dies Too Soon. And then there was a workbook that I wrote with that called Healing by Design that really walks you through how do you think about love? How do you think about relationships and allows you to kind of use the characters as sort of your barometer, because sometimes it's easier to talk about somebody else's epic fails than it is to talk about our own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so we like to talk about Tony and Jenna and not so much um, Marcy and whoever, right? And so that's what, so that has a workbook with it. But then the second book in the trilogy is called uh, Rebranding Trust. It'll be out this summer. I'm working on it now. And Rebranding Trust is really talks about, you know what, sometimes the broken pieces aren't meant to be put back together. They were broken for a reason. And one of the things uh, that that's a good learned, point. Um, yeah. One of the things she learns in the first book is that there's really some stuff that's supposed to stay broken. Cause if, if, if it was allowed to put back together, you'd put back together some stuff that you're not supposed to. And so rebranding trust now goes into how do I learn how to trust my own instincts? How do I learn to trust my gut? How do I learn to trust and love again? How do I learn to trust mm-hmm. other people again? And then the yeah. third one will be redefining love. And I'll be another couple of years out. I love all the titles of those because I think that they, you're right. The power of words um, makes a big impact into our lives and everything. So that's exciting. So it, the trilogy is in progress is two yeah. done and you're on to three or are you working on two? I'm working. I'm actually working on two. I don't really count the workbook because, like I said, it was. It's a tool. It's not part of the story. Um, and so the second book is rebranding trust. And then once we finish that up, we'll move into redefining love. Hopefully, Perfect. hopefully, Jen will have a meaningful relationship by then. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's putting it out into the universe. So we're going to take a break here in just a minute. And, you know, I, we're, we stay, obviously, we stay live with all our Facebook friends who are watching us. So thank you, everybody. We have Nancy and Zan, uh, Lois, uh, Gerard, Gerald, you're going to have to tell me one day exactly how you say your name because I keep saying it wrong. Um, Ben, Jeff, and Robert are all listening to us on and watching us on Facebook Live. So we're going to take a quick break for the audio version of what we got going on here, but we'll stay live with you guys for a few minutes and get some behind the scenes. But when we come back, Marcy's going to share with us some opportunities of how we can create, um, be a collaborative author and participate in, in some, maybe this, you know, maybe you've always had the dream of being able to write a book or be yeah. a co-author in a book. And I know it's, it's people like Marcy are great people to connect with, to be able to make that happen. So she's going to share with us some ideas of, you know, what it takes to write a book and uh, whether it's starting from scratch or whether it's a collaborative opportunity. Um, 
And then Marcy's going to be leaving us a little bit early for the show. And I'm going to finish out the show and share some other really powerful things with you guys today. So uh, if you want to follow me, which I really appreciate, honestly, you know, I'm still befuddled by this whole, you know, social media thing. I'm on it every day. I'm posting every day. I'm doing the due diligence and the work, but I have over 50,000 listeners a month and I don't have anywhere near that on my social media. So I would love for you guys to tap into my social media pages and that would be beauty inside and out. I have a page, a business page, and then there's beauty inside, sorry, beauty inside and out show. And then there's Beauty Inside and Out Show, the group, which is where we put a lot of resources and information, um, uh, great things that are happening in the world of beauty from new products, new ingredients, um, and of course, all of our guests that we feature on the show. So join me on my Facebook pages. Join me on Instagram if you're one of those kind of people. (laughs) And of course, you can follow me on Twitter as well. We post all of our guest information on Twitter. Um, I would appreciate it. And, you know, pop a, a message to me. Let me know that you're there. Uh, love to have you. And give us uh, just a couple minutes on this audio break, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio, every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. And to my Facebook friends that were listening to us while we were working on some audio difficulties here, thank you for sticking it out with us. So my guest today is... um, Marcy Batiste, and she is a fabulous coach, uh, as you heard from the first segment, and an amazing author. She has 11 books under her belt, one of them being the one that we've shared and talked about, uh, The Power of 50, that I got to be a contributing co-author in. Um, but I'm really interested, Marcy, as one of, the, one of the most powerful things that you do in having 11 books under your belt is how do people get started with this, and what are some tips that you can share with my listeners that what it takes to write a book. Cause I think we, I think there's a lot of people that have the dream and the desire. Um, but I don't think they understand maybe how to get started. Right. So, um, I'm glad you asked that question. So that's one of the things when I talk to my author coaching clients, um, I always tell them don't overthink it. Um, a lot of times what happens is we think ourselves out of our own gifts. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of what we have is natural. It's given to us, it's instinctive, um, it's intuitive, and we'll overthink it. We'll think ourselves out of it, and we'll try and explain all the reasons why or compete with, um, you know, what we've seen in the marketplace, that kind of thing, and think, oh, well, I can't be that person. And what I always tell my clients is just start where you are. If And I, I, I always recommend that if they've never journaled before, I loved what the, the fact that you said that you do journal. Um, because that's one of the first things I tell them. Journal. If you can't put your day-to-day thoughts on paper, you're going to struggle to map out a book project. Yeah. Um, the other thing I always tell them is don't be so worried about the the order. Everyone thinks that you Ooh. have to write a book in order. And so they think, okay, if I open a book and the first thing I see is the table of contents and then they're stuck because they don't know what the contents are supposed to say. <laughs> And that was, that was my, one of my biggest stumbling blocks when I wrote Journey to Find Your Butterfly Potential, which was my first book. I was stuck on the contents page. And what I realized was your organi- the, the contents page is really just a, 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 a roadmap for the reader. And so you're, all you're doing is telling them where they can find certain things. Well, until you've built out those certain things, how can you tell someone where to find them? And so right. I always tell people, write your contents last, write it last. You don't have to write the book in order. Just start writing what you, what you, um, what you feel in your heart, what you feel in your spirit. And then the other thing is, is to really um, decide what you want your message to be. And then when, you know, obviously my author coaching clients, we work a lot on identifying a brand, identifying a target, who's your, who's your audience, that kind of thing. But that actually comes more on the backside um, because mm-hmm. really we want to focus on what is the, what's the story that you want to tell? And so I think what made it easier because mo- many of, I think you're one of the few that had ever written a book before that wrote Empower 50. They were all brand new authors. They've never done it before. And that was the, the easiest thing was they knew what their message was going to be. It was, it was, this is what the book is for. 
And then I told them, this is who we're talking to, women on the cusp of 50 and beyond. But from that, what do you want to tell? What story do you want to tell? And I tell my authors, tell your story the way you want to tell it. Don't worry about how somebody wants to read it. Because the person who that story is going to resonate with, that book is going to resonate with, is going to resonate with the authentic you. They're going to resonate with the message. They're not going to be, they're not going to be swayed by the fluff and puff. So just be authentic and, and tell the story that you want to tell the way you want to tell it. And then we kind of work out, you know, the nuances in between that. Yeah, that makes it that makes a lot of sense. Cause you know, if you've if you've ever watched like a movie being produced, they never start at the beginning of the movie and then sequentially move right. through the movie to the end of the movie. They're like doing the end and then they're going in the middle and then they go to the beginning and they're all over the place because they're, tr- and then they're piecing it back together. And I, right. I think that is a confusing, that's not how we learned academically growing up. That's right. not how we learn to process certain things. So to put it in that manner um, might be, m- might be intimidating to a lot of people. You know, I keep looking at it and maybe you can help me here in this moment, Marcy. I keep looking at, um, you know, like I've got three or four great ideas I don't have an ending to any one of them. And so I keep thinking that I can't start it because I have no finish. Like, what do I want the outcome to be? What do I want the reader to experience? What do I want, you know, my story, how I want my story to end? Um, And so I kind of just keep uh, procrastinating the process because I keep thinking there needs to be this big and powerful ending. But I, I trust and no, even though I'm not doing, I'm not in action with it. I, I trust that if I started to write it, the ending would appear. And, the, and that's exactly what will happen. And I'll give you a perfect example, because sometimes what you're starting, um, you end up restarting the start anyway, because once you get into the middle, you're like, oh, my gosh, this would make so much more sense if I put this here. And so what you thought was going to be your beginning sometimes ends up being your middle. And sometimes it ends up being your end. And that's one of the things that I'm working on now with when, and when I'm writing Rebranding Trust, how I thought I was going to start it out is totally different because now I'm going back and I'm doing another project with Love Miscarriage to do some expanding on that. But um, that process then changed how I wanted to start the beginning of Rebranding Trust. So what I had as the beginning of it now is a middle part of that book. And so that's mm-hmm. why I always say, don't worry about the order of it. Tell the story. Just tell the story how you want to tell it. And then we'll put it in order in an order that makes sense later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that you have to depart from us a little bit early, unfortunately. I'd love to hear more from you. But you did have an opportunity. Um, I want to be able to make sure that we share how people can reach out to you if they have questions about authoring or, or your coaching business that you have, Ultimate um, Coaching. Wait, Ultimate Ultimate Power Coaching. Ultimate Power Coaching. Um, but you also had a free offer for all of the listeners, too, to be able to download one of your eBooks. Um, and so how can, they, how can they find that resource? Okay. So what I want everyone to do is go to ultimatepowercoaching.com. On the homepage, there's a thing that says click for updates. When you register for updates, I'm going to go ahead and send you a free eBook. The eBook is called Four Secrets for Achieving Success. And I love this book because it talks about how you leverage you and you are your greatest asset. And so if you, you sign up, if you go to the website, register for updates on there, I'll forward that ebook out to you. Um, all my contact information is on the website. Again, it's ultimate, U-L-T-I-M-A-T-E, 
Power, P-O-W-E-R, Coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Um, and then I'm on all the social media under Marcy Batiste, M-A-R-C-I-B-A-T-I-S-T-E. And Ultimate Power is out there, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Um, as much as I'm not technologically um, savvy, <laughs> I really try and do my best to make sure I'm available um, on all of the various platforms. Yeah, we have to nowadays. It's just a, it's a necessity. And listen, you guys know that I have a page on my website, bonniebonadeo.com slash free dash gifts. So I also put that information of Marcy's, uh, the free ebook on there, and it will take you right to her page that she just referenced so that you can fill out the opportunity to connect with her and uh, be available to her. So um, do you have some collaborations coming soon with some books? Um, just the, the main thing is there'll be another power 50 that we do. It's going to be called something different. I haven't decided what we're going to call it yet, but we'll, um, put another one of those together. So anybody who's interested in becoming part of that project on the cusp of 50 and beyond, we're going to roll it back a little bit this year. We're going to go back, um, and, and allow some of our, our 40 and ups to, um, experience the joy and enter into the circle of wisdom a little bit early. And so definitely any interest to that, they can find that on thepower50.com. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Good. And we'll make sure that we share it more as we get a little bit closer to that as well. So Marcy, thanks for being a guest with me today on Beauty Inside and Out. I appreciate you being with us and I look forward to uh, future projects. Okay. Absolutely. Sounds good, Bonnie. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me on. I appreciate it. Enjoy. Right, Have a good bet. one. All right, you guys. So we're we're going to hang out here a little bit longer on Beauty Inside and Out while Marcy uh, departs for another commitment. But I wanted to let you know that this weekend I was actually going to be, uh, I'm speaking at an event called Spring Forward 2019. It's up in Concord, California. Um, it's a day event. And part of that, you know, Marcy had a great story coming up and she was sharing some great tips of how to be able to participate and maybe the, the dreams and the desires that we all have. And one of the things that I trust about myself having my brand be the connector is I absolutely positively trust that if I'm connecting with people as I should be in order to be happy, in order to be fulfilled, that the opportunities that I'm looking for are going to come my way. So this uh, this weekend, Saturday, I uh, am going to be doing a keynote presentation and it's called the uh, Being You and Beauty. So the Be You and Beauty, which ties beautifully into my show here. And it really is me um, sharing my story, my sto- my deep story. And I promise to post it on the site um, after I get done with it because it is going to be recorded. And I'll, I'll post it on my bonniebonadeo.com page so that you guys can see the presentation. Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you have to be able to curate your story and you have to be able to share your story because it's how you are a contribution to other people. And in being able to kind of share that opportunity, it it gives you freedom. It gives you freedom to be able to say, you know what, that's just what happened in my past. It's not who I am today. It's, it's formed who I am today, but it's not who I am today. And one of the things that I'm sharing in this presentation that I thought would be powerful to share with you today is that, the story has two parts to it. One is what actually happened because we all have something in our past that happened and it may maybe have changed the trajectory of our life. It might've put us on a different path. Um, it might've been an acceptable path or a path that you had no intention to be on. But there's the other part to the story is the kind of the, what you gave it, the meaning you gave it. 
So if something happened and then you gave it a meaning, that part of the story becomes more of the emotional binding to how you move through into your future. It's not the circumstances that happen because the truth is, is we probably, if anything happened to us, we've all, we're still alive. We're still surviving. We didn't die from it if we're still here. So you have survived that situation and that circumstance. The next part is then is looking at the story, the message you gave it. And if the message you gave it is somewhere in those places of uh, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I wasn't wanted, um, any of those areas, then that's the part of the story that you can rewrite. That's the part of the story that you can curate to have a different ending and a different chapter in. And that's the part that I really want to give people hope in, in regards to having this particular story being written. So one of the areas that I work with my clients on in the coaching is being able to help them form their personal brand. And in forming their personal brand, they have the opportunity to dive into their story because I promise you, sometimes the hardship of your story ends up being the gift for you to be able to be a contribution to another. And that gift uh, is an amazing, it's an amazing thing that can happen. And we don't think that it does because we try to prevent ourselves from being able to share that. If something tragic or detrimental happened to us, we really try to not share that. We try to withhold that information. We don't want to stand out or be uh, bullied or ridiculed for what did happen to us. We don't want people to know because if they knew, they wouldn't like us anymore or love us anymore. And honestly, the, the truth is that all changes. If you, if you really have an understanding of who you are and you trust and own who you are, that, that you are enough, and then you share who you are with other people, there's so much more acceptance in that. And I always say that, you know, how long do you want to be a victim of your story? How long do you want to continue to be this victim of your story that is not allowing you to get to this next place? So here I am, I, uh, including Marcy's book, The Power of 50, I am... I, I've become a four-time international best-selling author um, because of the collaborations that I've had the opportunity to participate in. And in each book, I share a portion of me that's, that's very intimate and very vulnerable and um, kind of scary. It's kind of scary to be that vulnerable and share that. But in sharing all of that, each and every story then becomes the healing process for me to be able to say, okay, got through that. What's next? Um, I, I love all the contributions that I've made. So the first two books I did were success and beauty with um, Charlotte Howard, which we need to have her back on. She's got some great things going on in the beauty industry. Um, that is a contribution to many of my listeners. You'd be, you'd, you'd love her. She should be a great contribution to you. The uh, third book that I wrote was Empowering You and Transforming Lives. And so this is the event that I'm going to this weekend. Um, it's a book signing event. I'm going to be a keynote speaker there as well as uh, I'm going to be on the success panel. And when I got asked to be on the success panel, um, I, I wanted to say, oh, no, 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 I haven't had that much success. Find somebody else that's way more successful than me. Um, but she says, 
no, I see what you're doing and you need to share what you're doing with other people on this success panel. So I ended up getting invited on a success panel. And, I, and mind you, now these are with really high level people, uh, people that I admire, people that would be mentors to me and, you know, doctors and people with far more credentials than I have. Um, but I got the invite. And part of it is, is because I trust in my brand of connecting um, with other people and connecting with who I am and making sure that 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 in itself, the sharing in itself allows other people to feel comfortable enough to be able to share with me. I think that's also part of the success that um, I've had with this radio show and being able to grow it. I'm not your typical radio host where I'm just interviewing one person after another and, and just throwing out questions, answers, questions, answers. I really am interested in what my guests have to say. I really am interested in their backstory, uh, how they got to be where they are, what struggles they faced and adversities they had to go through in order to achieve the success. And one of the most powerful things that my coach um, has said to me and my coach, actually my latest coach, Marlene Elizabeth, she was on the show in December uh, and she is a money coach. And I really felt like that was an area I was getting stuck in in my life was, you know, I felt very good with my story. I felt very good with a lot of, you know, my personal side, but um, I felt like money was still an issue for me. So I hired a money coach, right? That's what you do. Uh, Marlene is going to be at this event this weekend as well. She's actually going to be the MC and moderate um, most of the event. So it'll be exciting. I'll again, get to meet her for the very first time as well. But one of the things that she had shared with me was when you have some kind of tragedy or adversity in your life that there is some required healing to get through and there's shame and guilt attached to it, um, we end up kind of getting into the mode where we just want to survive, survive, survive. And we pride ourselves on the survival skills that we have. And she really stopped me in where that situation was that I was getting stuck and possibly where I might have been getting stuck in regards to a money relationship was that if I just keep accepting surviving as my mode, I won't get past it to the thriving arena. And that really made sense to me. I really got that I have been surviving for a really long time and I'm really good at surviving but I want to step out of surviving and I want to get to thriving. I don't want to have to feel like I have to constantly be starting over, starting over, capturing new. And that was um, probably one of the most impactful pieces that I learned from that particular coaching. So you guys all know I'm a coach as well. I hire coaches because I can't be a great coach unless I'm also in it with you. And I trust that the coaching that I do and being a brand expert and helping you develop and curate your story, how to be able to speak your story out there is one of the most powerful things that I can do. So I'm excited um, to be able to get to the event this weekend. I'm nervous about getting up on the stage and sharing my story as I am every single time that I have to share my story because it, it requires me to be incredibly vulnerable in front of people. Um, but it's not canned content. Um, it's truly my story. And um, I look forward to sharing that. I know I share bits and pieces of my story every time I'm on the air. Um, but I look forward to maybe sharing this full presentation with you um, at another time. I'll be sure to post it on my website. So 
All right. Enough of that. I want you all to go from surviving to thriving. You heard Marcy's story earlier. She has to get from that place. She got there from surviving to thriving. I want all my listeners to always be thriving as well. And, um, and, I, and I trust that you are. And I want to let you know that we have a, an amazing, still amazing guest uh, continuing through our month of February, which we are considering Empowering Women Month. Um, so next week we have Theo Prodromitis. Now, Theo and I worked together at a company in the early to mid-90s, and she was a powerhouse. Um, she was very smart, very savvy, um, and I really admired her uh her approach to things, her questioning to things. So Theo's going to be joining us next week, and she is from Outfront Brands. But more importantly, she's a great friend and an amazing, empowering woman. So I can't wait to wait for you to hear Theo's show next week. So I hope that you will join us. Um, and as always, you know, you guys, I want you to follow me on social media. And I do have some, if you are one of my uh, beauty company listeners to this show, I have a special that's coming out on some sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Your, your logo could be right here. Um, there'd be some opportunities for me to do some endorsements as well. Commercials, banners, you know, the whole get up with uh, 50 plus thousand listeners a month. Um, you need to be marketing with me so we can get to my listeners with what you have to offer. And I want to share what you have to offer. So look out for some really great Really super great advertising opportunities that are coming up um, next month in the early part of April. And of course, thank you for always being with me every week and hanging out every Thursday with me on Voice America, now on Spotify, as well as iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Speak Up Talk Radio, and many more syndications that I've had over the last couple of years that I've been doing this show. So please have a good night, everybody. And remember to be you in beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.